0: Hello and welcome to "And Let's Be Heard" for Wednesday, August seventeenth, twenty twenty-two. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Okay, here we are, midweek, midweek, and um, you know what really is what really has amazed me is uh, ex- excuse that little this is this, uh, that's Google telling me what midweek means. Now, did I say "Hey Google"? I don't remember saying "Hey Google." But it seems to go off for no reason. This is the annoying thing. You ever watching TV and you'll be you'll be watching TV. See, he won't shut up now. Google won't shut up. Um you're watching TV and there'll be an advertisement. I don't want to say it because I have this device. I have every device you can imagine. I have every technical technological wizardry device you can imagine <laughs> in my living room. I don't want so I don't want to say the name. But uh it's the it's the uh the Amazon version of all this, and there'll be a commercial for that. And it'll say the name, and your devices will go off. And this is the same thing for any of these devices. I mean, you're constantly seeing commercials for these things, right? And they'll say it. I think they do it on purpose. They want your device to go off. I mean, it's really really annoying. It annoys me. Um, I don't know why I have all this stuff. I, I rarely use it. I think most of us are in the same situation that we use these things mostly to add to to the time, right? To show us the time or to tell us the time if there's no clock on it. Isn't that what we do? Anyway, I'll try not to uh, activate it again, even though I don't know exactly how I activated it to begin with. But um, anyway, what I was thinking is about the the Liz Cheney uh, defeat and how – So many on the left. And this 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 really just ties into what I've been talking about for a long time now, which is this Trump derangement syndrome, or uh TDS for short. Um how how insidious of a mental disorder this really is. I mean, it's really a severe mental disorder, and it seems to get worse with time. Not better, right? Not better. Many people thought, well, once Trump is out of office this will go away and you know, people won't really care anymore because he's not president. They cared because he was like president, right? And he had power. And this bothered them. But it was bad enough when he was president. But then, you know, for this to continue, as the clock is ticking nearly two years, well, over a year, over a year and a half since he's been president, people still have Trump derangement syndrome. And it seems to be getting worse, not better. Worse, not better. Even if he was like out of the public eye, even if he wasn't talking or tweeting or doing rallies i still think people would have trump derangement syndrome i don't think it would go away at all and so what we're seeing with this liz cheney thing is, is another extension of trump derangement syndrome i'm watching tv and first of all liz cheney is such an egotistical uh biatch she's such an egotistical person that family is so evil and satanic and disgusting but there she is comparing herself to abraham lincoln She lost by freaking nearly 40 points. In fact, one of the best tweets of the day was the only reason Liz Cheney thinks she's Abe Lincoln is because she lost by four score and seven percentage points. That's Rashim Kazam on Twitter, by the way. That's not me. I thought it was a, (laughs) a hilarious thing. But here she is. She's comparing herself. She's comparing herself to Abe Lincoln. That's not a red flag for anybody. It's not a red flag. When someone compares themselves to Abe Lincoln, is that, that's okay? So comparing like, you know, anything to Nazism, right? Like the lockdowns and all that to Nazis and that's bad, right? You can't, you can never conjure up Nazi Germany. You can never compare anything to Hitler, right? But you can compare yourself to Abe Lincoln and that's okay. Is that, is that really okay to do that? To compare yourself a white, you're a white woman. You're a privileged white biatch who, by the way, got richer. In her time in Congress, by like thirty million dollars. Figure that out. How does she get richer, making like one hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year, by thirty million dollars over her few years in Congress? Try to figure that one out. But you're a witch, a witch. Yes, you are a a witch, rich witch, wealthy white woman with a last name Cheney, and you compare yourself to a Lincoln. Your father murdered Iraqis. Your father murdered innocent civilians women, children, by the tens of thousands, the hundreds of thousands, and you're comparing yourself to Abe Lincoln? And that's not a red flag for the left. The left thinks this is okay. They think she's great. They're talking as though she's the best thing ever. She sacrificed herself. Oh, she sacrificed herself on the cross. On the cross, she sacrificed herself. To get rid of Donald Trump, she sacrificed herself. $35 million later, she sacrificed. Cheney sacrificed herself. Her father is a fucking saint now. These people are so crazy. They're so fucking bat, crap, crazy. All because of Trump. It's Trump derangement syndrome. Take Trump derangement syndrome out of the equation, and they, this doesn't happen. Liz Cheney doesn't happen. She'd just be your run-of-the-mill congressperson, right? If she even won in the first place. So they're actually out there. You have people out there, left-wing lunatics like Robert Reich. Robert Reich. Of Berkeley. I have Robert Reich of Berkeley. Come take my class in Berkeley if you can get in because there's a waiting list of five million shit-libs who just can't wait to get into my class. So you have Robert Reich saying, we need more politicians like her. Dan Rather saying, oh, St. Cheney, St. Cheney the Sacrificer. These people are so fucking insane. They're so fucking crazy. Yet they're out there, on your Twitter feed, on a daily basis. If not an hourly basis. I don't know where these people get this time They're supposedly so popular, so successful. Where they get this fucking time to be on Twitter all the time, I don't know. Well, Dan Rather I know, he's retired, but Robert Reich. I mean, this is just insane, absolutely insane. What's going on? That the Democrats, not just Democrats, but progressives, are now aligning themselves with neocons, with a neocon like Liz Cheney. Remember, she believes everything a father believes, so she was all for the all for the Iraq invasion. She's all for us, uh, uh, the America um, showing our dominance around the world and going in and destroying a country if we. If we believe it necessary, if we believe it necessary, she's all for this. So she's a total warmonger. Her father is one of the worst warmongers of all time. Should go down in history as, as as evil as Adolf Hitler. As e- as evil. I'm doing the comparison again because it's a good one. As evil as Adolf Hitler. In fact, most Democrats I know, most progressive I know, compared him to Adolf Hitler Oh, about 5,736 times during his eight years as vice president. Okay, they did that. The people said, you can't do that kind of thing with COVID. So you can't do that. You can't do that with Democrats. But they did it with Dick Cheney. They called him what? Uh, Darth Vader. Uh, they 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 called him the most evil person ever. Uh, the Dark One. They called him all these names for eight years. And now these Democrats, these progressives, even worse, supposedly peace-loving progressives, are aligning themselves with neocons, like Dick Cheney and Liz Cheney, simply because of Trump derangement syndrome. Simply, and they cannot see, once again, this is a sickness, so do not argue with these people. It's like arguing with someone, we talked about this yesterday, it's like arguing with someone in the street who's talking to themselves or yelling at you. You can't do it, it's it's pointless. You're only gonna go down a, a deeper rabbit hole. There's no reason to do this. They have Trump derangement syndrome. If anyone you know has TDS, Call three one one. No, call nine one one. And don't argue with them about any of this stuff because they can't see facts. Yes, the facts are clear to us. Obviously, Liz Cheney did this because she had a chip on her shoulder. She was represent. She wasn't representing Wyoming. She was representing her father, her father's grievances against Donald Trump, the Republican establishment's are grievances against Donald Trump, the fact that Donald Trump bashed Cheney for years, bashed Bush for years, bashed the Iraq War, called them warmongers, called them evil didn't kiss the ring of Cheney when he wanted to run for office. These are all the reasons why Liz Cheney did this. And now she, now we, we know there's another reason. She wants to run for president. She wants to run for president with the remaining 20 million or 30 million she has from uh, campaign contributions from nut job. Democrats, mostly, by the way, who gave her money. And the Democrats, by the way, are the most of the 29% of the vote that she got um but what she wants to do is take that money and run as not as a republican because she could never win she can never she knows she she knows donald trump she talk about getting her ass whipped by hageman by 40 40 points trump would kill her in every fucking state she wouldn't win one state in the primary against him for president but what she wants to do what she wants to do is run if trump were to be the the and she'll only do this if trump this shows what a phony she is she doesn't want to be president. She doesn't have any real ideas other than loving war and killing innocent brown and black babies. That's, that's that's her thing. That's what she gets off on. So she has no real ideas when it comes to being president of the United States. What she wants to do is run as an independent. If Trump were to win, to help the Democrat win. She's not going to run as a Democrat. She'll run as an independent or li- whatever. The Libertarian Party would hopefully would never give her the nomination, Will never have it because she's no libertarian. But she could simply run as an independent, and try to take as many, it won't work, but she wants to siphon as many votes away from from Trump as possible in a, in a general election. That's her thing. This is all like the Cheney family vendetta against Donald Trump. The Republican establishment vendetta against Donald Trump. That's, what, that's the cross she's carrying. That's why she's doing this. She's an an insignificant nothing ball, and she's trying to find her little niche, and this is her niche, capitalizing on Trump derangement syndrome, which, by the way, she knows is a mental disorder. She understands this, but she's using it. She's using these sick people with it in the Republican Party and the Democratic Party to try to gain some prominence. But these are all facts you cannot – these are facts that are, are, are clear as the sky is blue, clear as an azure sky in the deepest summer. As a line from *A Clockwork Orange. That's clear to you and I. Don't talk to anybody with Trump derangement. It's like you can't talk to a COVIDian, a branch COVIDian, about any facts around that. You can't do it. They don't want to hear it. So if they have Trump derangement syndrome, oh, like a CDS, COVID derangement syndrome, goes hand in hand. If they have Trump derangement syndrome, you cannot talk to them about these facts. You can't. They don't talk to them. No. Oh, she's a a saint. She's a saint. Saint Cheney, Saint Saint Dick, Saint Dick and Liz. You're absolutely saints. They're going after Trump. They're the best people in the world. Everything Dick Cheney did that was bad is wiped out because of this. This is how sick these people are. This is what they will tell you. This is what they truly believe. That Dick Cheney and Liz Cheney are redeeming themselves by sacrificing their lives going after Donald Trump. This is how sick in the head these people are. I know them, some of them my friends, but they are sick with this and they need to be cured. They need the cure for TDS. Because I believe it will be TDS that ruins this country. Not COVID, not the response to COVID even. Not 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 uh, Donald Trump, not Joe Biden, Trump derangement syndrome. T DS, which I suppose goes hand in hand with COVID derangement syndrome and the response to COVID. And we'll get to that in a minute. Lots of stuff happened today, which really fucking made me mad. So this is a mad show. I'm mad. Because, like I said, you can't make this up. You cannot make this up. Democrats now love all things changing. All things Cheney, Democrats adore. They adore her. They adore neocons. They adore warmongers. I think Tucker Carlson said something which was incredibly biting, and only Tucker would say it. Only Tucker has the balls to say it. And he said, I'm paraphrasing now, something to the effect of Liz Cheney realized she can't, unlike the Iraqi citizens who she could bomb and destroy and kill, she couldn't do that to the voters of, of Wyoming. I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. Absolutely right. 100% right, Tucker. Right the fuck on again, as always. She couldn't destroy and, 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 and uh, shock and awe and pillage and rape the voters of Wyoming the way her, fa- her father did. And she cheerleaded him on with the Iraq war. But once again, this is not, a total victory because she's going to try – like I said, I don't think it'll work. I don't think she has the math. She doesn't have enough support. There are enough people who support her throughout the entire country for to make a difference. Running as independent, which is you know, – we've seen people try to run as independents before in this country. It doesn't work. They don't win any states. She's not going to take enough votes from Trump away for him to lose if he happens to be the nominee. Which, once again, I want to reiterate. I hope he's not. I hope it's Ron DeSantis. So that's, uh, that's the Democrats and Liz Cheney. But the, the hypocrisy is just so stunning. But when you put it to the context of, of Trump derangement syndrome, it's not that stunning because they're sick. They're sick and they just can't think straight when it comes to anything Trump, anything related to Trump. And there are a lot of things that are related to Trump. This Cheney thing, COVID, the response, vaccines, masks. They cannot see the facts. All they could see is their incredible hatred for Trump. They're very bizarre. I think Greg Gutfeld talked about this the other day. He said, it's this, this TDS, is, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre how it's all encompassing in their lives. I mean, it doesn't only live in their heads rent free. He's like set up shop. It's like he owns their head. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely stunning. This needs to be written about. There need to be papers written about this. Really. If anyone was out there who, who's in school, who's in college and is, it wants to be a therapist, a psychiatrist, like I'll write a thesis about this. There need to be papers, scientific papers written about this, about Trump derangement syndrome. Because I don't think we have ever seen anything like this. And I don't think we'll ever see anything like this again in our lifetimes. People hated Nixon. People hated Reagan. Republicans hated Carter and Clinton. But there's been nothing like this, nothing like this in my lifetime. And I think if you're 60, 70, 80 years old, you could agree with me. There's been nothing like this even in your lifetime of, of, the, of the, this kind of derangement, this kind of all-encompassing derangement dealing with one person. One human being who's almost 80 years old, whoever he is, 75, 76. I, 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 don't, I think this is fascinating. I think it's also killing this country, but it's, it's, it's very fascinating, I think, from a, from a psychological and a sociological standpoint. Something else that's uh, interesting psychologically and sociologically the CDC, the CDC, the CDC. Uh, starting with, uh, remember this, remember this. this, this is another tweet I want to, I want to talk about, uh, Aaron Kierty, MD said, don't forget what passed the news in 2020. And this is a, a news article in, uh, in 2020. Let's see the exact date, if I can find it. I can't find the exact date. Oh, yeah. May 12. Okay. So this is what, right? The beginning, May 12, 2020. This is a headline from Kiera Butler, senior editor of politics. What's called? I don't know what. Anyway, okay. From Kiara Butler, she writes: "Anti-vaxxers have a dangerous theory called natural immunity." In quotes. Now it's going mainstream. And then she puts in quotes something I guess natural immunity people said, which is your body's an amazing being; it knows how to take care of itself. They, so she wrote that as though this was some crazy, loony. And if you believed in natural immunity, listen to this now. This is from May of 2020. This is not May of 1820 or 1620. This is May of 2020. According to this person and many people in the media and politicians and news people, if you believed in natural immunity, you were an anti-vaxxer. So the idea of natural immunity stems from anti-vaxxers. This is what passed for news. Not that natural immunity is actually settled science, which it is. It's been settled science for a long fucking time. Natural immunity. It's like an actual thing. But these people made it look like if you believed in natural immunity, you were an anti-vaxxer. Like that article said, anti-vaxxers have a dangerous theory called natural immunity. In May of 2020, this fucking moron had never heard of natural immunity as though anti-vaxxers of COVID of COVID anti-vaxxers came up with the idea of national immunity in May of the year 2020. This is a fucking journal. This is a fucking editor. This is a fucking journalist. I told you this is gonna be I told you this is gonna be an angry show. You've gotta be kidding me. And this woman still has a job? This woman still gets a fucking paycheck. But it's not just her fault. There were for every for every, there, there, there were 85,000 just like her. There were 85,000 quote-unquote journalists just like her who wrote the same shit two years ago. That if you believed in something called... Oh, this thing. They made up this thing. Anti-vaxxers have made up this thing. It's called natural immunity. And people believed this bullshit. They believed this bullshit. Absolutely incredible. This is why I do not believe one thing that is written by journalists these days. I don't believe one thing I see on the news these days. Cynical, you say. Crazy, you say. Conspiracy theorists, like you say. Fuck off. They did it for themselves. They created what is now referred to by many as being the enemy of the public. Donald Trump was 100% right. He was actually way ahead of the game. Remember, Donald Trump's been saying this for a long time. What, like since 2014, 2015 at least, that the, the media, the mainstream media is the enemy of the people? Well, there's proof they're the enemy of the people. There's proof, fake news. That is fake news, what she wrote. What she wrote puts her as an enemy of the people in my book. When you write lies and try to pass it off as real news, as real journalism, you are a bad person. You are not my friend, which means you are my enemy. And I do not trust one thing you or your colleagues say anymore. And that's your fault. Not mine. Your fault. For writing this drivel. For writing this absolute bile day after day, day after day for months and months and months and months. So now when you talk about monkeypox, when you talk about Donald Trump, when you talk about raids, when you talk about uh, Donald Trump having nuclear papers, when you talk about Ukraine and Russia, I don't believe a fucking thing you say. In fact, I believe the opposite. Because the opposite of what Uh, what she wrote, what this woman wrote two years ago, the opposite of that is true. Natural immunity is actually a real thing. It's not made up by anti-vaxxers. And now the CDC is saying natural immunity is real. They just said it two weeks ago. Now natural immunity is real. So are they anti-vaxxers now? Is Rochelle Walensky and the people of the CDC now anti-vaxxers because they're admitting that natural immunity is real? As I move on to our next bit of uh, Michigas. today, Rochelle Walensky orders her agency, the CDC, a complete overhaul, admitting flawed COVID-19 response. Rochelle Walensky wants to boost transparency. See, they're even writing about this now. They're writing it as though it's like, eh, eh. They realized they were a little wrong. They got to make some adjustments. So we're still getting fake news. They're still spinning it in a way that's fake. Right. They can't tell the truth, which is that they totally fucked up for two and a half years. Like most of us were saying, most of us on the right side of history were saying for two and a half years. And that their whole agency, as I have been saying, As I have been saying, the whole CDC needs to be defunded, dismantled, and destroyed. And they can start over with something else. The CDC as we know it right now does not need an overhaul. It doesn't need people to be switching chairs, switching desks, switching offices. No, no, no. It needs to be destroyed. They all need to be fired. They all need to be out of a job. The agency needs to go away. Remember, you and I are paying for this agency to exist. The money she makes, which is tons of fucking money, and the people who work there, which are tons of fucking money, we pay their salaries. Remember that. Taxpayer. This agency should not exist anymore. They should not exist anymore. Anyway, the story goes, Rochelle Walensky wants to boost transparency by releasing data more quickly and improve communications with the public. You mean like the data we were talking about when they put out this, that fucked up number? Have they admit that fucked up number is bullshit of America, a million people dying in this country? They, is, is that what they're admitting with this? Because they're not exactly saying that, are they? So more transparency with data. In other words, let's see what they could mean. Let's see what many of us have been saying for two and a half years. That they could mean when they're talking about transparency and data. Uh, let's see. Oh, maybe that people died with COVID and not of COVID. Maybe that it killed mostly people who were obese and diabetic. Maybe that there were a lot of people who went in with things like oh, let's say uh, a kidney stone. And happened to have a, a positive COVID test. Didn't even know they were COVID. And were considered a COVID patient. Uh, maybe like the people who were like in a car accident and died. And then they put a swab up their nose for some fucking stupid reason. And they came out positive. Well, we know why they did it. Because they got more money for jacking up these numbers. And they came up with a positive COVID test. And they were put as a COVID death. Things like that. Heart attacks. COVID deaths. stroke, No COVID deaths. Diabetes, no, COVID deaths. Those numbers, you mean transparency in those kinds of numbers? As opposed to with COVID and of COVID? That kind of stuff? Is that what she's talking about? So what's the real number, Rochelle? Let's do the overhaul, Rochelle. What's the real number of people that died of COVID? Of COVID. Perfectly healthy, no other issues, get COVID, dead. How many, Rochelle? Tell us many. How many? How many 35, how many healthy 35-year-olds with BMIs under let's say 25 went to the hospital with COVID and died of it? How many? Remember I asked my friend here who's a doctor at a at a city center hospital. I won't name the hospital. It's very close to where I live. I asked him several months ago how many thirty-year-olds, perfectly healthy, died of COVID in that hospital? Zero. This was a COVID-designated hospital, too. If you got COVID, they sent you there. Zero. That was the number. Zero. So they want transparency, huh? So they want transparency now. Why? Why, why is it? Words, why? Why is she calling for transparency two and a half years into this? No, if there was no such thing as transparency. The word transparency didn't exist two years ago. She didn't know about transparency, how important transparency was two years ago. It's just now when it's supposedly, quote unquote, over this time, this thing, that now all of a sudden she's talking about transparency. Remember, once again, those of us who talked about transparency two and a half years ago, those of us who talked about these same things, dying of COVID, with COVID, diabetes, pre-existing, we were banned, canceled, suspended. Eliminated from social media. We were banned, canceled, eliminated from social media. All of us. Each and every one of us. I know I was and you were. I'll try to read this without getting sick. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is launching an overhaul. Of, you know, let me. Before I read this, sorry again. The only article I'll accept totally, and I'll believe 100%, is an article that says something to the effect of Rochelle Walensky says she was 100% wrong. She's down her knees, begging people to forgive her for, for killing people for no reason. People being afraid of going to the hospital and dying at home of strokes and, uh, and heart attacks. because They were told not to go to a hospital because it was spreading in hospitals and they shouldn't go to hospitals. And she, she's begging forgiveness for people who weren't allowed to see their loved ones, whose loved ones died and were died alone. Until I see an article that's written like that, it's all bullshit. I read it to you because it's a show, it's a podcast, and I want to give you information. But until I see an article like that, this is all bullshit. That's the article I want to see. In other words, I want a total mea culpa and on top of a total mea culpa, I want punishment for being wrong. you got to be punished for being wrong. They punish players for taking a, 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 a substance, right? A banned substance. They ban you for half a season. You miss half a season and half of the salary from that season you lose. They ban players for the, for taking something, even if they don't realize there was something in their in their sports drink, they're banned for 80 games. We just saw it in Fernando Tatis and they lose 80 games of salary. Where's the punishment here for something that's 10 million times worse? Where is the punishment for Rochelle Walensky and Robert Redfield and Anthony Fauci? In other words, what she is saying is that she wasn't the only one that was wrong. Redfield was wrong and Burks was wrong and Fauci was wrong because they were all saying the exact same fucking thing for two and a half years. For two and a half years, they were all saying the exact same fucking things. Where is the punishment? Crimes come with punishment. These are crimes against humanity and they should come with punishment. Anyway, I'm not even going to read this article. You know know what it says. All of a sudden now, she's calling for an overhaul, admitting flawed response. Oh, it wasn't perfect. We want it to be perfect. It was eh, 98% good, but that 2%, well, we're going to switch some people around. We're not going to fire anybody, really. We're just going to move Jim to John's desk and John to Mary's desk. That's what they're going to do. Fuck them. I want punishment. And I know this guy... Who's coming on right now? Also wants punishment, right, Daniel? We, we can't build the gallows big enough. Hey, I'm the mad one today, so I'll play. I'll play the mad cop, bad cop today.
1: Okay, well you're gonna you're gonna have to really amp it up a bit then, buddy. Um, <laughs> um Liz, Cheney. Um,
0: oh, you go. Let's topic, go back to Liz. Let's go back yeah, to Liz. topic
1: of Liz Cheney. Um, did you see the movie uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail? Yes, of course. Okay. Thanks. Well, then you're going to know exactly who she was from that movie.
0: Oh, G- Daniel, I saw it like 30 years ago.
1: Come on. Oh, one the, of the, <laughs> what, what the most memorable characters from that movie. Come on, it's only a scratch.
0: Oh, that's right. I got. You know, I'll see, I'll see it again now because of you.
1: Oh, wow. the Black Knight, the Black Knight. Yeah, the Black Knight. Exactly. The guy's sitting there, they, they've chopped off every one of his limbs, and he's still screaming at them, <laughs> "Come back, you cowards!" Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yes, exactly. You're right. The Black Knight, let's change. But isn't it isn't it isn't it stunning how Democrats all of a sudden embrace the Cheneys and neocons? Is, is, is that is that like the most is that like the most wacky thing you've ever heard in your life? Or one of them?
1: There were, of course, it is, and there were everyone that lived through the Bush Cheney era realized whether you were at least, you know, at least a a year or two years after the invasion of Iraq in March 2003, everyone realized how huge of a quote-unquote mistake it was. Now, let's go back to that word mistake later. It has a lot to do with what's going on with the COVID um, backtracking as well, Um, or cover-up, I should say. PR relationship probably a better word. But everyone understood that that Cheney and Bush were monsters two years after this nevertheless Bush got reelected how that happened was just seemed to me at the time as somebody who spent a lot of time trying to uh, get information to people in early 2003 that there were no uh, iraqi wmds etc everything that they threw up was just Throw up's a good word. It was just puke. They're just making shit up. Um, as was said many times, that the White House was fixing the intelligence around their agenda. Um, and th- 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 p- we, we all hated Cheney with a passion. Every one of us progressives hated Cheney with a passion, rightly so. There has been in our history very few presidencies that can be considered monstrous. The Bush Cheney presidency was definitely one of them. They knowing full well that there were no WMDs in Iraq, not of the nuclear type, not of the chemical type, not of the biological type. They on that pretense went in and killed as a result of the invasion, more than 200,000. the estimates have been between 200,000 and 400,000 innocent Iraqi people. That's a, that's a hell of a lot of people. And, and, every one of us, every one of us progressives at the time, liberals, understood how evil that was for them to turn around and at this time treat Cheney, the Cheneys, whether it's Liz or Dick, with any courtesy whatsoever, is just so it's just it's just mind boggling it is so frustrating to see human beings do this to act so irrationally. Because of what you've been calling Trump derangement syndrome. Mm-hmm. And so let me backtrack to that thing about the, the word mistake. Mm-hmm. When Wolinsky gets on uh, the air and does some of this backtracking, which is really about PR more than anything else, of course. Yeah. He's yeah. not talking about mistakes made. There were no mistakes made. They knew what they were doing from the very beginning. She, just like I, went to medical school, and she, just like I, knew that this SARS CoV 2. Um, didn't deserve that that S at the very beginning, which stands for severe. That's the first thing that she would have known. She would have had all the same data, matter of fact, more than I, about the severity of this illness. She would have had a lot of data about who gets the illness. She knew from the very beginning that this was a disease that was concentrated by many orders of magnitude in the elderly and people who were already past their life expectancy, their average life expectancy, we're the only people that are succumbing to us. She yeah, knew from the very the average, beginning. She I, believe knew. The average age, I believe the average age of death, Daniel, which, of course, is
0: more of those numbers that they just simply didn't see the need until now to maybe start talking about uh, releasing was about 80 years old, 80 yes. years old.
1: She, 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 she had the same immunology and infectious disease background as I did after coming out of medical school. And there isn't a single physician that has come out of medical school that doesn't understand exactly what I have told you and more, and more specifically, that... Conve- that, that the conventional means of approaching pandemics and epidemics were turned upside down, turned on their head, and there was lie after lie told about this particular virus over and over again. We were told it's a novel virus. And that was to condition us to thinking that, one, the experts can't possibly know what they're talking about. So listen closely to CNN and Washington Post and New York Times and even Fox News for the real scoop. And who are you going to get the real scoop? a journalist, someone that doesn't even have enough sense and enough knowledge about infectious disease or anything uh, to even ask the right questions. Regardless of whether it was COVID or it was the Iraq War, these people are journalists. They aren't. (laughs) They aren't brilliant. And we saw the same. And and thank you for bringing that up. We saw the same shitty
0: journalism during Iraq War, especially the first two years that we've seen during the two and a half years of COVID. The same shitty journalism. Yes.
1: Exactly. And and how is this occurring? This is the question I want to get back to, and this ties into Trump derangement syndrome. We have always had presidential derangement syndromes. It happens every single presidential uh, um, uh, cycle. It, 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 ever since, as long as I've been alive and can remember what presidential politics is like, there's been presidential derangement syndrome on the other side. It always occurs. It's like clockwork. Um, but... It has never been this intense, and it's, I don't think it's because of Trump per se, because of this particular presidency. Yeah, there's a little bit that that's, you know that, that's, that he could be, you know, bl- blamed for that that could be attached to his personality and the fact that he didn't want to, pre- to behave uh, presidential, etc. But most of this, most of this is coming from two, from two, from one thing, the media. And from the two basic branches of that media that we have right now, and that is the legacy media, newspapers, television, and social media. And I have said this before, social social media is responsible for our number one health problem that we have in this country, and that is social contagion. And we have numerous examples, the COVID panisteria being the biggest one and most recent one. We also have gender dysphoria and many other examples where social media is spreading derangement if you want to use that, direct, that that the general term like wildfire i mean the old saying that a lie can be halfway around the world before a shoe gets before um the truth gets its shoes on it's very true and it's it with social with social media It is just, we have to do something about this. We have to, as a society, find a way to keep our freedom of speech and at the same time, develop means of tamping down um, social contagion. And one of the big things that I would say, and I'll just leave it, you with this point, is, is that the reason that, that social media has become such a cauldron, such a petri dish for social contagion, is that there is too much anonymity involved in it. You have people who aren't an, aren't anonymous, for example, Jay Bodichara, um, um McCullough, a whole bunch of you know really good physicians that are out there. Um Ionides, Levitt, he's not a physician, Nobel Scientist, Nobel Prize winning um biochemist. People out there, they use their, their their names. So many other people, they're just making names up, they're sticking MD on the end of their name. When they're not MDs, they're probably from Maryland or something. Um, <laughs> and and, and and they just and they just lie, yeah. and they're, they're totally anonymous. And we have to have. I don't like this. I don't like having to say this because I had hoped that the internet would be something more. Would be something more profound with respect to new means of of communicating um, things that needed to be communicating, solving problems that needed to be solved. But human beings, being what they are. They fucked that opportunity up, and they are going to continue to fuck that opportunity up. So we need to have, in order to get onto the Internet, here's my proposal. We have to have independent um, auditors that verify you are who you say you are, and you only get one voice. You only have one inroad onto the Internet. You can't get on unless you identify yourself as who you are. So you're you're in the town square and you're speaking and people looking at you, and they all know who you are. That's the way the Internet should be. Otherwise, we are going to continue to see this social contagion. If there is no accountability for what people say, it is going to continue down this road.
0: Yeah, in fact, right now, social media is like, and I think Elon Musk is pointing this out. It's almost the worst of both. It's the worst of both worlds. You talk about you have a ton, a ton millions and millions of bots, millions and millions of fake counts, and the real people get censored. It needs to be the opposite. We need to make sure people are real and
1: let them say what they want. Well, this you know, this comes right back to the, what you were saying about Walensky. Um, and this, this wasn't a mistake. The, the, this was what, Mil- what Walensky and Fauci and so many others are going to be doing at this point. It wasn't a mistake. This, this was planned. They, they, their institutions, their regulatory institutions were obviously captured by pharmaceutical money and the plan was the whole time, is that we see what we can get away with for as long as we can get away with, and then we start issuing them via culpus to try to, to isolate, to not isolate, to try to insulate ourselves from what will come after that. Which should what should right become after that? Which is justice, and right. and this I mean you. you you, you see, human beings do this on an individual level all the time. Somebody, somebody seriously wrongs you. For example, um, somebody does something very treacherous, and then they come back and they and they say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake." As as though that 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 really lame apology. I mean, it's only one piece of what a real apology is about. Um, as so though that is supposed to, you're supposed to, okay, say, okay, everything's good now. No, you never forgive treachery.
0: Yeah, never. she's not, Wolensky's well, not really apologizing. She's not really apologizing and saying what she did was wrong for two and a half years. And, and the people who support the CDC and the people who, you know, the COVID the, the COVIDians out there, the branch COVIDians, will just simply say, oh, well, it was a it was a new thing and they made some mistakes, but they're going to adjust. You know, of course, that's total bullshit. This wasn't a new thing. And this is what the damn agency's there for. What are they there for? The Cold.
1: That's what's going to be repeated over and over again. What you just said, mistake. That word is going to be pre- repeated over and really? over again. And everybody makes mistakes. They will say over and over again. No, it was not a mistake. It was planned from the very beginning. These regulatory agencies, the FDA, the CDC, have been captured by pharmaceutical industries, and and this is the result of uh, this is the result of that. Yeah, man, and, yeah, stay
0: with me for a second, Dan. I know you'll like this. Justin Hart wrote something today restaurants this is as of today restaurants in lockdown cities are still suffering the latest data from open table oh if you don't know open tables where you can make reservations yeah, i know i know at open table no i'm saying of other people out there i know oh. you know <laughs> compared to two, <laughs> compared to 2019 last weekend saw abysmal turnout in these team apocalypse strongholds and you know you know look at the top 10 okay minneapolis down 54 percent good old san francisco down uh, 40%. Philadelphia down 39%, Beverly Hills 38%, New York City 36%, Portland 35%, St. Louis 35, Seattle 34, Washington D.C. 33, Brooklyn 30 and Chicago 24. You know what cities aren't on there? Any cities in Florida. <laughs> cities in Texas. They're not on that list. So because of what the CDC did, because of what Rochelle Walensky did, these businesses are still Two and a half years into this, still suffering because of their lockdowns.
1: Yep, and Trump derangement syndrome, as you called it, um, is right there, front and center, um, just like what, what just like what happened with um, with happened with the Cheneys, where you have progressives um, now defend de- defending some somebody as vile as Dick Cheney. Now they're defending some a corporation as corporations an industry as vile as the pharmaceutical industry, which has had big Means they're widely distributed in the population and you start acquiring data. There's been so many drugs in phase four. That's after they've gone through all the phase three, which these vaccines did not do. They were emergency use um, only uh, authorization. So phase four drugs. And they have caused so much fucking damage. Vioxx, for one. I mean, there's ton, You can go look on, on Wikipedia. They've got a big, long list of all the phase four drugs that have cost pharmaceutical industry billions and billions of dollars. And now we have progressives that are aligning with the pharmaceutical industry when once they thought that they were the fucking most evil industry on the planet. Right.
0: Absolutely. No, we've talked about it many times. That drives me crazy. That drives me crazy. I had to listen to these progressives talking about all this during from 2015 to 2020 during two ke- Bernie Sanders campaigns. Their their main argument was how evil Big Pharma was, right? How evil Big Pharma was. I mean, they wanted to get rid of Big Pharma. They believe me, they wanted to fund Big Pharma more than they wanted to fund the police. But now, <coughs> and now, they were now right. they're right, cheering on these record profits of Big Pharma. It's
1: just and they were so right. Big, Big Pharma was evil as is. Really fucking evil industry. I mean, they, they are a big component of what we talked about yesterday with respect to the percent GDP that's being gobbled up with healthcare dollars, which is about 20% right now. Huge, huge. It's, it's going to simply destroy our country if we do not turn this around. And, and, and now and, and you have progressives I mean this is, blows me away. this is why I call them this is why i say they 're not progressives anymore they 're not liberals anymore they 're ill liberals and they 're ill liberals that just it 's not even that they even want to be ill liberals it 's back to this trump derangement syndrome thing. Trump says something, the Republican party in general says something, they just go the opposite direction. You say up, they're going to go down. You say left, they're going to go right. You say don't kill your dog, there's going to be dead puppies all over in the street the next day. I mean, these these people are so reactive and and it's it's social media. It's so it's this social contagion phenomenon. You t- <laughs> you t- you you have mothers out there right now that are willing to take their daughters in to have their uterus removed, have a vaginoplasty, <laughs> and, and, and have their children's, their, their, their son's um, penises chopped off, and have a vaginoplasty, and a phalloplasty in, in a woman, and just terrible, terrible, awful complications that occur in these kids, most of which will grow out of this gender dysphoria. You have mothers out there right now that are totally down with doing this to their children. And why are they doing this? Two years ago, they would have never, it never would have entered their mind that this was, was even something that they should ever possibly even entertain. Even in the sickest moments of, of their dreams, nightmares, would they have entertained this? That they're in it, They're seriously entertaining this. Some of them are actually taking their daughters and sons in to get this mutilation done to them yeah,
0: man. There, I see stories on social media. You know, where where parents are showing their three or four year old saying, "Oh, they he, he identifies as a girl, she identifies as a boy." I mean, these people really. It's it's it, What it's doing is it's really, I guess, projecting their own neuroses. This is what we saw a lot of COVID and masks projecting their own belief their own neuroses on innocent children it's really sad, it's do,
1: really do, sad. do you know what do, do you know what bid is by any chance um body um body integrity disorder do you know what body integrity disorder is i've
0: heard, I've heard of like the body. i've heard of like body dysmorphia but never body integrity
1: disorder yeah, it's called body integrity sometimes they put another eye in there. body integrity identity disorder it's a relatively rare but probably not that much rare than than, than gender dysphoria um um problem that people have and just like with gender dysphoria um it, it is up until the last two years it's it's 80 males that are affected by by this problem and they they have an overwhelming desire to well they, they feel alienated from a part of their body it could be a limb it could be their their, oh, eyes yes. or their ears well you say like i i can't feel
0: my my arm doesn't exist like i, I can't feel my arm no, um, no,
1: no, no. Th- they may pretend as though they can't feel their arm. I, I've, I've, I, saw one of these people as a med- medical student when I was on psychiatry. Very, it's very, it's very upsetting to, 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 to see and see people um, that 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 this possibility that of of the mind exists is really discombobulating. And, and what they will do, for example, in, in the particular person I saw, you can ask them, um, here, right with your with, right with your right hand, um, here, catch this ball and you throw it to the right hand and they catch it. They can use the right hand just like, you know, just like it was, just like anybody else would use their right hand. But you ask them, who does that right hand belong to? And they kind of shrug their shoulders and say, I don't know. And they have an overwhelming desire to either pretend that that arm doesn't belong to them, that that limb doesn't belong to them, or seek amputation. There are people that want to be blinded and want to lose their hearing because they feel alienated from this. And you know what? The one thing that they say over and over again: this is so this is ubiquitous amongst people with this chief complaint. They said that they want these amputations. Here are the two words: to feel complete tell me if yeah. that rings any bells for you
0: absolutely yeah and Daniel thanks thanks for the call I, I appreciate yeah. it that, you're right and absolutely and and look this is this is what we're seeing over and over again which is we're seeing basically um, parents really inflicting their own shit on kids basically that's what it comes down to parents inflicting their own shit on kids almost like cheering on wanting their wanting their kids to, to go through this wanting their boy to actually believe they're a girl, wanting their girls to actually believe they're boys, believing that women, men, biological men should be able to compete and dominate women. And these, in the same breath, they call themselves feminists. I mean, it, it's just, it's absolutely insane. But I want what I wanted to get to What I was queuing up while I was talking to Daniel is, I know I had mentioned earlier about Tucker Carlson's comment about Liz Cheney, but I want to play it in his words. This is uh, Tucker Carlson uh, with, uh, uh, talking about Liz Cheney. It's very, it's very short, but I think it's very sweet and very, uh, very succinct. And, and, you know, hold on. Let me read. I must say, I feel sorry for it. Turns out American voters are harder to deal with than Iraqi civilians. You can't
1: just drone them to death. <laughs> you have to obey them. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> this is Liz Cheney Day in my house. Victor Davis Hansen. Great to see you. Thank you.
0: I mean, that's just perfect. It's, he's exactly right. That's, that's what Liz Cheney is used to doing, by the way, getting her way. And and that's that's what we saw again. You know, she's and the, the, the voters voters Wyoming said no. We're not going to do. We're not going to let you get your way. We, you you did not represent us. You need to represent us. That's what a, that's what a representative does. That's what a U.S. representative does. They represent their district. Okay, they bring back the bacon for their district. Okay, if their district needs something, they get it done. If the district believes something, they get it done. Okay, they represent the people in their district. Right. That's that's their job, to represent the people in their district, not to represent her father's grudge against Donald Trump. That's what she did. She basically represented her father and the Republican establishment's grudge against Donald Trump. That's what that's what Liz Cheney did for her, especially the last two years in Congress, this January 6th thing. But basically the whole time she was there, that's what she was there for. And you can tell her father told her to run. You can be a thorn. If Trump's the president, you could be a thorn in his side. You could be a thorn in his side. That son of a bitch. We hate him. That's what she did. She didn't represent her people. And that's why she lost. She didn't represent Wyoming. That's why she lost. I believe this is Brady.
2: What's up, my dude?
0: Hey, Brady. What's going on?
2: Just wondering what your solution is to all this nonsense we're facing. I mean, it seems like. A lot of people are really in a lot of agreement on a lot of what you're saying, believe it or not, even on the right and the left. Um, The problem we're all facing right now is uh, executive retardation. Like none of us are able to um, accomplish any of our mutual goals together at all. Like we're not even able to make progress, you know, in fact, we're making negative progress. So, like, what do we do about that?
0: God, that's like a that's like a big question. That's like a macro question, Brady. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I I think you can you can you know the usual process. I know this is a, is a cliche. Is you know you elect the people who you believe will get Gosh. things done. But our system is so screwed up. I mean, our system is so screwed up. It really is. It's 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 a, it's a very it's a very screwy system. I'm not sure. I believe in a lot of what the founding fathers did with this country, but I don't know if this system that we have here is working now. And it could just be, it might not be the system, right? It might be the people. Because there might have been a time where this worked, right? When you have the right people. But maybe we're just not electing the right people. Maybe, maybe it's not the system. It could be, because it seems like it's been going on for too long now. But in other words, maybe the right, the right people even exist anymore. Do people get into this for the right reasons? Like I said, Liz Cheney made herself richer. She's not the only one, okay? She's a Republican who made herself richer while she was in Congress. Nancy Pelosi is a Democrat who's made herself a multi, multi, multi-millionaire while she was in Congress. So I think we get too many people who go into this now to make money. They go into it to make money and make fame and fortune for themselves. And like Liz Cheney, you know, to make money and also.
2: This this is the K hole -hole of the left right here. This is the K hole of the left. We sit here and we talk about what's so bad about our leadership and we have no solutions to offer. I mean, well, I guess you offered one so far, which was a, a democratic revolution, you know.
0: Wait, what do you mean? I don't want people to think I'm saying elect Democrats. Just You mean the democracy? You mean
2: more the... Big, yeah, instead of a violent revolution, you know, a democratic revolution, you vote a uh, new leadership in.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the usual way of, of going through politics and going through the electoral process, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's and that basically... I think what happens, though, a big problem is, and it's, it swings both ways, is like when the Democrats win... And they control everything. They think, oh, they beat their chest like, oh, we have such a mandate to do anything. We because of the the craziest, wacky, left wing thing we have a mandate to do now, when they don't. And then this has happened before. Republicans, when they win, they think, oh, we now Americans they, a right wing, conservative nation, and we can do. I think that's the problem. Also, is that they overplay their hand constantly. They const- they, they have to remember they have to remember that there's a there's a center here in this country. That most people do occupy that center of not wanting extremism on either on either spectrum, and I think most people don't want to be told what to do with their lives every day. All right, they don't want to be the the government shouldn't be their daddy. I think most people, even people on the left, and we've talked about yesterday, I talked about the, the Democrats being big government, the Republicans being small government. But I think most people, to a person, would not do not want the government to be their daddy. They don't want that. They want to be given the tools to live their lives freely and have a nice peaceful prosperous existence that's what most people want i think politicians lose sight of that
2: i do want my government to play a type of parental role you know that being like wise protective you know that's what governments are really supposed to be is like kind of like a community guardian like a parental unit for the entire community
0: well in, in the way in the way this, we have to yeah. represent the people though i mean that's the, the United States yeah. constitution puts the people in charge of the government not the government the yeah, people are in charge
2: of the government
0: yeah government government. it's like we, it's like it let's say hold on let's say we own a business we hire people right i own a business but i'm hiring people i pay them i'm hiring them to run my business my way they don't rule, they're not my daddy they don't rule my business i rule my business okay that's the way the constitution is written the that's people illusion, right The people control this
2: country overnight. The second second they don't, if they want your business, they can just take it from you. Mm -hmm. We've been sold the illusion of government. We don't have a government. We are slaves. We are workers and they are rulers. Um, There's a very clear distinction between these two classes of people. The idea of a working class implies a non-working class. And the non-working class should be um, old people and children. You know, the elderly and children that should be the non-working class and disabled people, you know, um, everyone should be working on whatever they want to be working on, you know, whatever kind of goals they want to accomplish is what they should be working on. We shouldn't be working to survive. We shouldn't be working on our survival. We shouldn't be working our whole lives just to have enough to, um, reproduce, you know, um, pay your taxes and die, you know? Like. And, the,
0: and, and the problem, my friend is that the politicians, the people supposed to be working for us for that goal. Uh-huh. You just say, stated the ones getting wealthy and rich.
2: I would They're argue the, the real problem. No, no, no. The problem is, is that we're not examining ourselves enough. The working class has not taken enough responsibility for themselves. We're incognitive. We're getting so mad at, Oh, mad at Donald and Oh, mad at Joe Biden. Fuck those guys. What are we doing to make our lives better?
0: Well, we certainly don't want the government to get in the way of that. And I think that's what happens sometimes, right? I mean, if you owned a small business, the government told you you had to close for a year. So the government got in the way of you, of you doing what you need to do to have a prosperous life and support. Family. so, I so what are we going mean, to do. Ensure... About big government being our daddy. You know, your daddy yeah. says you got to go in your room, right? Your daddy says you got to go in your room. Your daddy says you got to get a job. Your daddy says you got to be in top by ten o'clock. So what, are, what are the
2: things your daddy says not to do? What are the things your daddy tells you not to do? <laughs> my 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 own daddy. I don't know. I'm trying to think now. Uh,
0: tell, uh, a parent will tell you not to do. Well, are yeah. a lot of things a parent tells you not to do. A parent tells you, you know, not to cross the street without looking both ways. Uh, you know, a parent a parent tells you not to take candy from strangers. <laughs> a parent tells yeah, you really a lot of things. things you
2: know, what do you What do you think? What do you think of that, that role as well? I'm thinking of uh, psychedelics. That is the <laughs> big no-no. <window>. That is <laughs> you the think that? parents really say that. Fruit? It's the in- ultimate forbidden fruit. Can you name a more forbidden fruit than psychedelics?
0: Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't imagine.
2: I, I I challenge you to find a better metaphor for forbidden fruit than psychedelics. Yeah. Impossible. A lot, <laughs> of, par- a lot of parents. In, a lot of parents in the sixties did psychedelics, though, right? A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the 60s were uh, highly effective. If you notice, they sent the National Guard to a college campus to shoot students. Mm-hmm. So obviously, yeah. they were onto something, you know? Right. And when you take entheogen, when you take plant medicines, it makes you more aware of the ecology around you, more aware of the ecosystem and your but- impact on it. Right, so right. you become more, more ecologically aware. Your, your yes. consciousness is literally elevated. So it literally makes people smarter. In a nutshell, if you look at the science and you examine the science objectively, like psychic, uh, psychedelics objectively make people smarter, happier, and healthier.
0: They're getting they, they're getting back into that now. I remember it was, it was a big thing in the 50s to do this with like doctors, right? To do it under the doctor's supervision. Supervision. They did a lot in the 50s with experiments. No, no,
2: no, no. In the 50s it was completely legal. It was completely legal and everyone was doing it all over the place, you know. But they were they're doing for reason, like it to unlock, to unlock the mind.
0: They were doing it for that reason, like to unlock the mind. That was yeah, a big they basically yeah. did some
2: experiments where they gave LSD to a bunch of researchers to see if they would have any breakthroughs in their research. That's it, exactly. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Four out of five of them have breakthroughs. One of them went on to discover the um, geometry of the double helix in the DNA molecule.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's been a lot of research done on this and that it can unlock yeah. certain parts of your brain that are dormant.
2: Right. Other- he credits yeah. it to his, his LSD experience. He says that he sat on top of a DNA molecule and looked at it. <laughs> and now, then, uh, He went back to his laboratory and, and ran the shape and and, and the numbers all checked out. And uh, <laughs> that's how he came across the discovery. And he wouldn't be the first one to, to have massive breakthroughs in a dream like state, having um, epiphanies in a dream, you know, this doesn't, um, mean,
0: this doesn't mean you want Joe Biden an LSD,
2: do you? No, we do okay. want Joe Biden on and This motherfucker needs LSD more you than sure about anyone that? else you think, on the, I the think, planet.
0: I want you to, sure, to think
2: about that. A sad reality. Here's a sad reality: is that he probably has taken LSD. <laughs> no doubt uh, about it. Yeah, I'm sure at some point. Um, <laughs> and obviously, he's uh, been his so, son
0: can sell him anything. I think, or maybe
2: not. You know, I could be wrong about that. I could be totally wrong about that. You know, I don't know. He doesn't come across as a guy that's taking enough LSD, I guess. I don't know. Um, but the thing is that I think the elite ruling class regularly use psychedelics and, um, it's part of their regular practice. I mean, if you look at all the ancient mystery schools, it's what it's all about. Um, even Christianity is based on psych, every religion on the face of the planet is based, is loosely based on psychedelics. And the psychedelic aspect has been um, scrubbed out um, of every single culture on the planet. And um, if you look at human history, like back when psychedelics were legal on a planetary scale, it was literally like a Garden of Eden. Um, Everyone, you know, food was doing good. Uh, There were uh, advancements being made. We were making food better. We were revolving
0: I, 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 I have to ask you directly, have you done them?
2: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: And <laughs> do you find uh, there's an advantage of doing them?
2: That it's a positive effect? Absolutely. I probably would have killed myself without them, and I probably would have killed other people too without them. You really? Know? Really? Yeah. They're I was that a potential school shooter. I was, I was absolutely a potential school shooter. Um and like good thing I just by the by the grace of having enough good days. And my girlfriend in middle school, it didn't happen, you know. Um, in middle school, you did this, huh? Oh, no, no. Um, it was in middle school when I felt like being a school shooter, you know. But I mean, when but I concentrated I mean, shooting my, 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 high, my middle school bullies, you know. Um, okay. and you know when did you, start, when later, did you start doing these psychedelics? Twenty-one. Yeah, about 21.
0: When oh, I okay. Okay, so you started doing them about 21
2: is when yeah. you started doing them. Yeah. I but I don't I don't believe doing them at a young age is detrimental unless um yeah I, I, there's no real evidence for psychedelics being harmful to young people at all either in the womb whether the pregnant mother is taking them whether the baby mm-hmm. comes out and drops acid like right away I mean it doesn't seem to have any negative measurable effect on the developing brain at all
0: yeah, but, you know, does Hollywood has made made many of us scared of this, right? Because all these Hollywood movies, when they show psychedelics, like people jumping yeah. off buildings and they're going crazy yeah. and they're seeing snakes.
2: Hollywood is controlled by the CIA, who uh, hijacked the psychedelic movement it, by it, creating it, Charles Manson, who is a crazy man, who they also tried to use to create a race war uh, when they sent a bunch of brainwashed hippies to... <sighs> Pretend yeah. like they were black people while they murdered Sharon Tate, um, which is all part of this elaborate fucking weird shit going on. <laughs> like, it's, it's, this is one of the dankest conspiracies in the world, and like people don't even have a clue. What's going on. I don't want to get sidetracked on Charles Manson, but you basically- know, I, You know, I'm th- you know, thinking
0: you give me a great idea. I think I need to do one show in the near future, all about conspiracies,
2: really. And
0: we can all oh, talk seriously. about we can all talk about conspiracies, and I think it's a I think it might be a, an interesting show to do, you
2: know, Absolutely. just talk about all different conspiracy kinds of is like honestly, it's 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 kind of like the most interesting parts of history that no one talks about is what conspiracy is, you know, what yeah. we call conspiracy. Now, what conspiracy means by definition is two or more people getting together to accomplish a goal in secret or by covert means, you know, so. Two well, people can conspire to throw a happy birthday yeah. party, you can conspire to get married, yeah. you can conspire yeah. to go have dinner, you know, like, conspiracy itself is not a fucking bad thing, like, you know, you know interesting, it's right? it also has a legal definition as a crime, though, you know, you can conspire to do something illegal, and when you work together with someone else to do something illegal, I think that uh, is considered conspiracy at that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, just going back to psychedelics on a personal note, I, I have I have an issue, my issue with any kind of drug, it doesn't have to be psychedelics, it could be pot, okay? Sure. Is is I don't like I don't like losing control. I, I like being in control. I have a problem with letting go of control and not like knowing what the next going to happen the next moment or when I'm going to come out of something. You know, it's that sure. feeling of like not being in control that I find incredibly oh. frightening.
2: Control happens on a spectrum. You know, there's, there's some things that you can control very easily and there's some things that you cannot control at all. So that lack of control is, is a very inherent part of being human and you're never going to escape it in this life, in this body, <laughs> if that makes sense, right?
0: Well, and, and sure. but the only way to escape it is to take the plunge and, and do some of these things you've talked about,
2: right? I mean, just yeah, let it go. Don't to, not, you don't even need psychedelics. You know, honestly, you can do breathing exercises and meditate. It can happen in a dream. Um, I was very much lucky enough to kind of be open to these experiences without the use of drugs ever since I was a young kid. So I kind of have like a leg up on a he- little head start on a lot of this stuff. Um, but I'm like a natural mystic. You know what I mean? Like I have visions and stuff like that without drugs kind of normally. Some people might call it um, schizophrenic or something like that. But I think there's just a little more going on there. Than- right. it's, I
0: mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting topic that isn't talked about much. Brady, I have to go. But thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Thanks for the cool. my- Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's something we can talk about in a future show and and maybe do a a show on conspiracies and people can call in with their favorite conspiracy theories and such. Um, But, uh, so listen, we started the show talking about neocons and Liz Cheney and ended the show talking about psychedelics. How did that happen? I don't know. I have to to, listen to the replay of the show. Anyway, it's been a good show. I want to thank uh, Daniel for calling and I want to thank uh, Brady for calling, um, and everyone for listening. And This has been Let's Be Heard. I'm Micah Chopley. Remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.